following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, now sponsored by AkaiCon, August 7th through 9th at the Cool Springs Convention Center in the Franklin Marriott Hotel. Go to akaicon.com now for more information and how you can get tickets. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me today we have... Founder of TsunamiFaithful.com, Paul Skrilla. Now coming to you from Austin, Texas, Jim The Nelson. band's back together! Oh yeah! Baby! It's been a while. Yeah, I know. Feels, it feels really good. Oh. Oh. It's camp-tastic! Very. <laughs> you a little tired there, Jim? Just We're a all a little bit. tired. This is the third thing that I'm recording today, and, and Paul, too. This is the third thing he's recording today. Oh, just, God. Just, just today. today. So, just today. So, yeah, I'm, I'm staying lubricated. <laughs> oh, so, so you're ready so you're ready for Terrell, mm. I got it. Just for yeah. the throat. <laughs> it's so tired I can't imagine that it's not relaxed by now. <laughs> receive me. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. we'll right along. Well we know we know Jim was receiving when he was mm. at Terrell's house. He received a lot of food, yes. So, what's it like in Texas? <laughs> um, well, it's warmer than it was back home. That's something. <laughs> um, it certainly is something. It was 50 degrees out, and I was sweating Dryer my too, ass I off. would imagine. Uh, actually, it's really not all that different than, um, than back <clears throat> home, because... Um, well, maybe I'm just in a, you know, just came in like after some rains or whatever, but um, it's actually, you know, it, it, when the weather's nice, it's actually not too different than home. As a matter of fact, it's actually, um, it, it kind of reminds me of our of our uh, little summer home in uh, Maine. So, but what, that's when it's like 50 degrees. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get the business end of texas weather yeah man, soon it, enough. it's still early in the year it's gonna get hot <laughs> oh yeah hot, hot as hot, balls hot. <laughs> well we have decided that the retrospective is much too long to be put into this podcast but won't be a short podcast this week because we have a very special interview with bryce pappenbrook yay third time's the charm <laughs> for us i don't know i'd like to say the first two yeah i, I think they awesome. went pretty well <laughs> not to uh to applaud jim on his professionalism i think they went very well yeah. Yeah. Wasn't on. he was so he was so sexy in his soccer jersey you know, <laughs> the second one. i was wearing that big yeah that bright ass <laughs> orange you know and bryce was wearing that that big ass black eye <laughs> yep yeah, got that yeah, shiner. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I am, Durrell. I'm very, very tired. 
Yeah, I think we all we're, are. We're all pretty tired. Let's, let's see how far we can get through this thing. <laughs> I mean, we're going to finish. We always finish. Let me finish. Exactly. <laughs> can I finish? <laughs> yeah, you can finish, baby. Anyways, kill the yeah. kill. <laughs> let's let's get rolling on the kill the kill recap. Kill a Kill, Episode 3, June Ketsu. Ryuko goes to Akiro for explanations and learns about life fibers. Meanwhile, the sewing club, which I swear is the only sewing club in the history of fiction that anybody has ever cared about, they're testing the five-star Goku uniform, but the power is far too overwhelming, and they have to be saved by Inamuta, one of the three-star Elite Four. Shouldn't they be four-star if they're the Elite Four? I would think. Yeah, I would think that's... Satsuki dons Junketsu, a Kamui sealed away by her family. Later that night, Mako's mother asks Ryuko if she is some kind of exhibitionist, based on her attire. Ryuko admits her embarrassment when wearing Sinkets. When uh, Ryuko returns to school the next morning, she's challenged by Satsuki, who activates Junketsu and makes quick work of Ryuko, who is quickly losing blood to Sinkets. (laughs) <laughs> Senkets tells Ryuko that her shame while wearing Senkets has not allowed her to truly wear him. After Mako gives Ryuko a pep talk about how she should be proud, naked, Ryuko realizes that she has to shake off her embarrassment to truly wear Senkets, and they finally unite with the power that they were intended to have. Uh, with this new power, Ryuko is able to fight Satsuki to a draw, Ryuko vows to crush Satsuki's ambition, and Satsuki says that if she wants to challenge her and Junkets again, she's going to have to defeat every member of the student body that she throws at her. And that includes the Elite Four, of course. And that kind of begins the whole thing. This is now this is you gotta beat all the mini bosses to get to the big boss. Just a bit of a tease of what the uh, the ultimate battle may turn out to be. And man, what a crazy fight that was. There are final battles in many anime that do not even come close to matching up to the first uh, Satsuki-Ryoko fight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's truly spectacular. Though the animation gets kind of weird at points when it, it does CGI models. Satsuki's walking really strangely, I feel, when... When they do that, big old shoulder pads <laughs> on that, on that outfit. Those big old epaulets, like when they had the Beatles yeah. was rocking, <laughs> Doctor Pepper. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So this this is definitely what people have been waiting for since the first episode, a real climactic battle. But of course, it, it's not truly resolved, and that's a bummer. But you get a taste, and oh, what a good taste it is. Indeed. Building up for the big match at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, yeah baby. Cold a cage on. match, baby. A cage match would be very right uh, right in there with uh, for Kill a Kill. That would be entirely on point for Kill a Kill. <laughs> it'd, be ha- it'd have to have, if you like uh, a big Japan bro wrestling uh, cage match where, you know, you get like yep, barbed yep, wire barbed ropes wire and ropes, everything definitely. like that. There are some 
Barb. <laughs> Chairs, toasters, broken cell mm-hmm. phones. But, uh, sounds like a sounds like a good time in Darrell's Maddox household. <laughs> Fluorescent light bulbs to break over people's heads. <laughs> Slaps to the back of the head, right, Darrell? Not that night. <laughs> I had companies. <laughs> Wait, Jim, how many times did you get smacked upside the head? <laughs> Actually, Darrell was very gentle. We were talking about his mother, but... <laughs> Anyways, Kill a Kill, what, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> yeah, good, good episode of Kill a Kill. Very entertaining. And we got plenty of Toonami talkbacks, so let's get rolling on those. Cody GGPR writes in, Judging by the sounds she was making, I'm guessing that wedding dress was a little tight. <laughs> yeah, that definitely seemed like a tight <laughs> no, fit. it just... <laughs> Nah, it was just hitting some spots in all uh-huh. the right places. When Satsuki's like screaming over her breasts at Ryuko, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. That was actually yeah, so. kind of funny. It's like, okay, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, somebody went all Michael yeah. Bay with the camera. <laughs> Matthew Cole Morgan writes in, I have a feeling Satsuki is blowing more than hot air out of that outfit. Hallelujah. Yeah, she did have some... Righteous ass Taco Bell, man. <laughs> that will fuck you up. I had Taco Bell for lunch. <laughs> we all know what a night of Taco Bell will do to you. Flats. Oh, yeah. I'm a little experienced oh. with that. No honey mustard for me, please. <laughs> Flats says the fight between Satsuki and Ryuko in this week's Kill a Kill was epic. Any woman should be able to bear their breasts like that. I totally agree because those boobs were bodacious. It's very interesting that Satsuki was basically lecturing Ryuko about uh, defining herself by the ideals of people and not accepting. uh, She's basically saying, like, I'll I'll bear it all for my ambition. And you're you're you've constrained yourself to living your life as the common folk. I think Sasuke was literally watching and reading too much Fifty Shades of Grey. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> she has very specific uh, tastes. <laughs> damn, a librarian using that damn joke. Was it too early for that? Yeah, it's pretty much right on time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Pajon says, Ryuko and Satsuki seem to have a lot of spiritual pressure. Yes, that was a lot of spiritual pressure, and I released some of it, too. Oh, my. Bunkai! Josh says, so that was episode three of Kill a Kill. Still trying to make up my mind about this show, but so far, I'm impressed. You should be impressed. Not because Darrell said so. Yeah, I feel like by now, Kill a Kill has hit all of the points that it needs to, to entertain people. It's funny. It has a fairly interesting, very strange storyline, and it's got crazy action. And they finally delivered a real good fight in this episode. So I'm, I think it's hitting all the points by now. Yeah. Not just a squash. Actually, the next episode is one of my favorites because it is so mm. hilarious. Like this, uh, this shows more of the uh, this episode on Saturday, rather, will show more of the. Um, comedic elements of kill a kill as if there weren't a lot of them mm-hmm. already austin guest says 
After so many bland female characters on Toonami, it's nice to see some that are actually interesting and not just kidnap bait. Damn it, the women on Black Lagoon were not kidnapped. Yeah, seriously. It Black was the Lagoon, dude. Ghost Who in says the Shell. That? Who has said that? <laughs> no, like legit. Has Did anyone really say that the women were kidnapped bait? That was like one girl, and that was in the second, uh, that was in the second arc. I know, right? the second season. Yeah. In other time, I think we're mostly uh, relating to sword art right here. Yeah, but shoot. I mean, there were plenty of damsels in distress in uh, Blue Exorcist. That's yeah. Blue Exorcist. Sakura's uses in Naruto. Well, at least they started finding that. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, she had she had some shiny moments, be. but man, Shippuden was not kind to Sakura. <laughs> not not that she had many Why good moments be, in man? the original series, to be honest. Maybe. Maybe a couple. Dude, her boobs are small. <laughs> Useless. If you're gonna do something, at least have big boobs, like Granny yeah. Sinati. But Yoko's not a damsel in distress. No way! Yeah, there's lots of... There's, there's actually quite a few proud female heroes on Toonami, so... Though admittedly more and now, which is good. That's that's a good direction to go into. Yes, gentlemen, we have now left the Captain Sabaho era. You are now free to move about <laughs> the cabin. <laughs> Phantom Star writes in: Is it me, or should Platinum Games make a kill a kill game? I would buy it for the crazy action it has and love it. They are the kings of crazy action, uh, Platinum Games is. That's the Bayonetta um, people, right? Yeah, those are the guys that make Bayonetta. Basically, all you need to do is just make uh, Kill a Kill, put it on the Bayonetta engine, and then there you go. There's sweet. your game. I'm actually kind of surprised they haven't come up with a Kill a Kill there game There isn't yet. a Kill a Kill game, is no. there? Uh, nope. No, not that I'm aware of. Dude, but seriously, a regular at Magic High School actually has a game. <laughs> well, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Not a... <laughs> well, SAO oh, has lots of games. Seriously. I don't yeah. even own a game system, but I would buy the Kill the Kill game, just cause. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> has the potential for, for really, really exciting That's gameplay. Yeah, why why are the really good ideas for video games not happening? <laughs> for the upteenth visual novel game. <laughs> Jeez. Because there's somebody that's repressed and doesn't want to get their ass out there and do it. DBZ We09 writes yeah. in, I think Ryuko and Satsuki in their birthday suits caused everyone watching to get boners. Hence, boner fuel. I had a boner before I started watching it, <laughs> damn it. I had a cunt boner. And Allison says... No penises and fap hands survived this episode of Kill a Kill. A moment of silence for those fallen soldiers. All those damn tadpoles, man. <laughs> the tadpole army has died. Do we play hey. taps at night for them? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> hey, I've been good. <laughs> don't you, don't any of you look at me. I've been good. <laughs> I can smell the shame on you right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can smell the shame over here. Uh, I'll, Very I'll potent shame. <laughs> what? I don't smell. <laughs> It's not my fault. It's in a space pod. <laughs> yeah. 
More talkbacks. Inu writes in, two chicks fighting in skimpy <laughs> outfits. Kill a kill, ladies and gentlemen. That soundtrack, though, really good. Oh, I think this is the first time yes, Inu wrote in about Kill a Kill, because he's not really a fan. <laughs> but he does like the music. Well, he finally did something useful. <laughs> Mike Jin X89 says, if this past Kill a Kill didn't convince you it's one of the best anime ever, then you are soulless. Also, Satsuki Booty. Yeah, Satsuki Booty. So, so tight. Wanna oh, touch yeah. the hiney? Oh, well, like I said, like I said, well, she taint misbehaving. <laughs> yeah, they you. didn't seemingly censor any of that transformation sequence. <laughs> I'm a yeah, little, little surprised, but I guess they basically thought, well, if we can't play this without edits, then what's the point of playing it? I'm gonna have to put Jim and Darrell both back mm-hmm. in the rooms. <laughs> I'm in mine right now. Did you lock the door? Uh, there's no lock on this door, and thankfully there isn't. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> exactly. I got handcuffs, oh. son. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. I the S&M, anyway. guys. I'm, I'm sorry, Gory hasn't even busted out his just... outfit yet. <laughs> hey, hey, the safety no word is news. banana. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I thought the safety words was booze. No, that is implying uh, this is going well, but I could use a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Uh get it. Break out that apple pie moonshine, bro. Yeah, brother. How you feel about that, man? Dude, that's uh, that stuff tasted amazing. I know it smells like rocket fuel, but goes down so smooth that that will sneak up on you, actually. (laughs) If I do end up if I do end up uh, leaving in three months, then I'm going to take a uh, uh, try and get some in uh, Tennessee coming back. I can get you some of the real stuff. Yeah, that, that was the real stuff. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Excuse Mark me. King writes in: "Kill a killer's life. Life is sweet. Sweet is good." Indeed. Starstorm writes in: "I wish I could have Mako as my motivational speaker." That would get annoying. Mm, <laughs> yeah. It's like as soon as I hear the hallelujah, I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are some people out there that inexplicably don't like Mako. And I'm sitting there like, are you people truly yeah, soulless? I love Funny Mako, you should man. mention that. She's just like so. Blue Alexander writes in, Kill a Kill continues down its wonderful path of crazy and to hate mako is to hate life itself it just isn't possible well clearly some people do hate her but um, come on lighten up well i love i love mako man a woman that can take that many balls to the face is okay in my book oh jeez <laughs> she's quite good at taking balls to the face <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy and the last talk back, Andy Yoho writes in, yes, Satsuki is legal, unlike pre-time skip Yoko. So the otaku can claim her as their waifu and still be guilt-free. Yeah, good point, because, hell, I put That's like, valuable hey, information. Thank you for sharing. 
Cute and more you know. But Ryuko is not. I'm pretty sure she's 17, which is legal some places. Yeah, but man, they, but they hit harder than they hit just as hard as the women in the lingerie league, though. Gotta give mm-hmm. them that. Yeah, I believe the guys who did this um anime really did watch the anime. I mean, um, lingerie league because <laughs> they actually hit harder than NFL. Oh, yeah, because they're allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> True. Alrighty then, that does it for our Kill a Kill recap. Thank you for sending in all of your talkbacks. I didn't even have to ask this time. <laughs> About time, I get tired of having to ask y'all stuff and bring y'all, man. Next time, I'll just say, go get the belt. Go get the belt. Time for the Inuyasha, the final act recap. Yay. Inuyasha, the final act, episode 11, Kana's Gravestone. Inuyasha's party hides in a cave with a barrier, but the mirror demon that appeared in the previous episode finds them and breaks through it using the Tetsaga's power. As Inuyasha fights it, Tetsaga draws out the power of his demon blood to help him fight. As her mirror demon fights, Kana heals the mirror demon all of its injuries by transferring them to herself. Inuyasha tells Kana not to interfere as he doesn't want to kill her. Byakuya laughs at them uh, for not trying to kill Kana instead of destroying the mirror demon, because obviously that would be easier, right? Watching as he recovers, Naraku orders Kana to keep the demon going until it kills them or until she is dead. Inuyasha switches his target to the replica Tetsaiga and successfully breaks it, restoring the power to his own sword and his body to his normal half-demon, half-human state. Since Kana lost her right arm and left hand by taking the mirror demon's damage, the group tells Kana that she's free, believing Naraku no longer has uh, has use for her. Kana is shocked by this, only for Naraku to tell Kana that her only purpose in life is to kill Inuyasha's group, and he orders her to walk towards them and self-destruct with the mirror demon. <clears throat> Kana stays still, thinking Kagura and her desire thinking of Kagura and her desire for freedom. Naraku begins squeezing Kana's heart, making her burst through light of her injuries. Kagome walks toward Kana, Kalima. asking her what's happening. Kana tries telling her something but cannot be heard. Naraku smashes Kana's heart, making her and the mirror demon shatter into several shards of glass. However, no one is caught in the explosion. One of the shards enters Kagome's eye, ouch! And through that shard, Kana shows Kagome that the Shikon Jewel has a single speck of light that Kikyo left in it, saying the light will destroy Naraku. Naraku notices his attempt has failed, wondering if Kana would regret not being able to take Inuyasha's group with her, but then thinks of the idea as ridiculous as Kana didn't have any emotions. Once the dust settles, Shippo wonders if Kana wanted to kill them so badly that she was willing to sacrifice her life to do so. However, Kagome, having felt Kana's feelings through her telepathic message, cries for her. She explains to everyone that Kana wanted to live. 
Oh, kinda. Yeah, they kind of pull it. They kind of pull at your heart. I've got it, Raku. Yeah, he's a real dick. Whenever one of his puppets is no longer of use to him, he throws them no, away. No regard. Uh, well, maybe we need to do Paul like that. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Inugasha needs to learn to do something other than rush in and attack. <laughs> That's it's his one move. Sometimes you just gotta go hit. Oh, Inuyasha, the coop tactic. I've tried other things than smashing. They didn't work. I'm going back to my forte. It's smashing. He has to be the spearhead, dude. And that's true. You know, he he he's the one that rushes in there. He he gets in those first swipes, and then the the others back him up. So it usually works out all right. But a little strategy, a little strategy wouldn't hurt. You know, he kind of like a country bumpkin demon. Ah, uh, that's man. true. I mean, look at him. Look at Sashomaru, man. Sashomaru is like literally the I opposite mean, of him. Even Goku, who is a country bumpkin and doesn't have any good sense whatsoever, he'll come up with new tactics all the time for fighting. Inuyasha is just like, I guess, does he just not like fighting? Does he? Because, whatever. <laughs> Inuyasha actually has a peaceful soul. Man. I guess so. He ain't all those bloodthirsty as you think. No, that is true. He he doesn't. He's certainly changed over the course of the series. He's. That's what happens, man, when you <laughs> let a woman into your heart like that. Sometimes more you know, than I'm one. Surprised. <laughs> yeah, see, he got pussy up <laughs> twice. I mean, sit, boy. Seriously, <laughs> hey, no fucking way, no way, man. A chick gonna say sit, boy, and I sit like that. Like, goddamn, no. Shut up. You know damn well if a girl came to you and was came was really hot, came to you, you'd be like, yeah, I'll sit for you. Not really. <laughs> oh, so Do you wouldn't? Never mind. <laughs> Do we need to talk about the women I dated in the past? No. no, we're gonna save that for <laughs> not Jake on this podcast. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch, sketch! <laughs> you cruel bastard! Break my heart, why don't you? Jim, help me, man! Black man in distress. SOS. Pimp down. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jim's yeah. not getting. Wait, wait, Jim's not getting involved in this. Michelle has said <laughs> that this is official now, so you're fucked. <laughs> Brain not found. Abort. Retry. Fail. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Back on top. You know me talk backs. Uh, Inuyasha-san 87 writes in. Rest in peace, Kana. You will be missed. As you guys can tell by now, Final Act has many character deaths. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. They all gonna die. Master of the Arts says... We all gotta go. I cringed when Kagome got glass in her eye. Me too. I was like, oh no, is Kagome gonna be blind? <laughs> that could be a problem. <laughs> I mean, she's the one who has to fire I the mean, arrows. I mean, she might get a... She might get a badass pirate eye patch yeah. out of it, but... That, that, yeah. Depends on if it's her dominant eye or so. not. <laughs> 
if it's her dominant eye, then yeah, she's fucked. But <laughs> otherwise, uh, whole, if it's her non-dominant uh, eye, depth then... perception problem. <laughs> exactly. Hey, depth perception with mm. one eye, huh? You can train yourself. Yeah, again, but right? she doesn't have a lot of time to train herself at this point. <laughs> Yeah, you got a good point. She's pretty useless yeah. in that thing. So it's a good thing it turns out that her eye is all right. Not sure how that works, but okay. It's like, oh man, I gotta like stop this journey and go seek medical attention in in my time. <laughs> I need an optometrist right now. Mm, yep, that looks pretty bad. You'll never see out of this eye again. Oh, man, I got to go slay a demon. What? No, nothing. Well, now you have this stylish eye patch. Oh, okay, that does look pretty badass. <laughs> Allison writes in, well, Kana's dead. Can't wait for more death, at least when it's the villains. Heroes, not so much. Yeah. Wow, that's like the first done evil thing Alice Well, it's still talking saying. about death. Yeah, but it ain't so evil when uh, it's bad, guys. Well, we could debate that, but <laughs> let's not. <laughs> Star Storm says, Kana's glass stand makes me really want to see JoJo on Toonami. Cross his fingers that it's the final act replacement. We JoJo. all JoJo. I don't think most people can handle JoJo. Half of these dudes on here ain't even mentally enough to watch JoJo. You don't have the testosterone level to even handle 30 seconds of JoJo. Yeah, exactly. It just makes your testicles explode from from a testosterone overdose. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're It's like when like... you try putting jet fuel into a car. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. And the last talk back... Jesse, Gundam Prime Zero. Rest in peace, Kana of the Void. Yeah. Can't say I ever got really attached to Kana, because she was kind of always this hindrance to everybody. But I also didn't like that Naraku used little girls for his bidding. <laughs> He's a fucking lollicon. Oh, yeah. Him and Acid. Shishomaru are in good company, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> At least Sashomaru actually cares about his line, mm, though. That's that uh, true. We didn't have a normal goodie this week, uh, a Toonami interstitial. Instead, we had a music video from uh, it was it was for the band This Will Destroy You. The song was Newtopia, and the video was directed by Lafouts. I'm pretty sure I pronounced that right. And had animation by Sam Leja, Victoria Cook, Andrew Wheeler, and Wheeler, yeah, and LaFouche. LaFouche. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, interesting That's music video. The Very visually perplexing and uh, peaceful. Uh, calming music not the best thing to when you're trying Everybody to stay awake up. but eh. i appreciate that tsunami occasionally plays something like that 
And for the rest of what aired on Toonami this week, Cody GGPR writes in, How did Goku get so strong so quick? Steroids. HGH. And chasing a cricket with a hammer. Gurren Lagann, I honestly never want to see this end. <laughs> I just imagine, and I'm sure somebody's done this, and it was years and years and years ago, uh, when Goku's trying to smash the cricket with the hammer, uh, you know, just the Donkey Kong music. Brilliant. Too easy. I mean, come on, guys. If that hasn't been done, then you people are lazier than I Low thought. Oh, hanging fruit. Stop quoting Team Four Star it's, during DGZ Kai. It, it's, this, this fruit is hanging so low, you have to soccer kick it up to get it. You know? Yeah. Like, you could be crawling and get it. This fruit is hanging so low. Come on, people. You're, sp- you're slacking. Benjamin Pajon says, so when Rossiu calls a girl fat, it's just fine. But if I do it, then I have to go into witness protection. What can it's I say? It's because Rossiu has the a girls like Rossiu. I, I don't know why. Yes, they do. I, I suppose. The man with power. <laughs> He's so detached, man, and cold-hearted. Yeah, Don, Don East was mentioning as it was airing that he he was he really liked the chemistry between Johnny Youngbosch and Stephanie Shea as as Rossiu and uh, and uh, Keenan. Well, um, I hate to break it to you, but a lot of times uh, people record oh, by yeah, themselves. Like it's incredible. Didn't record it's that incredibly together, rare. Probably one of them heard the other performance in their ear and then did theirs. So there's that. Maybe. Yes. Damn um, it, Ichigo and yeah. Orihime. Well, Stephanie Shea yeah. and Johnny Youngbosch work together I... a lot. So, yeah. well, I'm sure they do. Uh, almost probably about the same amount of as uh, Michelle Ruff and, and Johnny Youngbosch at this point, huh? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Johnny Youngbosch uh, works with everyone. He's kind of like the voice actor version of uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Six Degrees of Johnny Youngbosch. <laughs> Exactly. Man, that can go so far, especially because so many people worked on Power Rangers, like Brian Cranston. Yeah. It's more phenomenal. <laughs> uh, Tony Oliver. Tony Oliver was, uh, you know, the director on the show. So, you know, I mean, it's it's easy. You can make it happen. Come on, guys, make it happen. Tsunami Talkback, Six Degrees of Johnny Young Bosch. We'll pick some of the best ones. That'd be fun. We have a... Yeah. yeah, do it. Amuse us. Yep. Do it. We're not here for your amusement. <laughs> <laughs> You're here for. Oh come on! Oh come on! It's so fun. We were playing Six Degrees of uh, Anime voice actors before. I mean, I tried to connect uh, Monica Rial to Patrick Stewart or something like that. Hmm. I think I did, but let's not go into that now. Let's mm-hmm. save that for Twitter, guys. This is our uh, little fun tsunami talkback. A little, uh, shall we say, departure from the norm. Six degrees of Johnny Young Bosch. Let's see what you got, guys. Send us your tsunami talkbacks. It's six degrees of Johnny Young Bosch, and let's see if we can do that. Cool. Continuing okay. the talkbacks, Frank Fullmetal writes in, the music video was so artistic. I agree. Loved Gurren Lagan making fun info dumps. So much awesomeness at the end. 
fun info dumps. Hmm. Inu writes in, Fukuro's moonwalk is better than Michael Jackson's Chapapa. It's, it's, hey, you better yeah, take that, that is, shit back. Michael Jackson's is way well, better. I was well, going to say, uh, his no. His moonwalk allows him to jump into the air and... Yeah, but does he spin like in a 900, 900 degrees no, like no, uh, Michael Jackson did? Exactly. He spins doing now. something else. Start... He spins himself into the he spins himself into the ground and inadvertently buries himself up to his neck. Not a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> Star Store writes in, who would win in a fight, giraffe or a wolf? My bet is on the giraffe. Like seriously, you in a fight, man, and you can't transform right and your comrade is sitting up there roasting you in front of the enemy. <laughs> My money's on the wolf. <laughs> It was so freaking funny. Every time he screwed up, he get yep. laughed at. Yeah, Kaku. On that topic, Andy Yoho writes in, I wonder if Kaku loved giraffes before he ate the devil fruit, or if he's trying to convince himself he didn't get a bum deal. You got a bum oh. deal, dude. Oh, 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 it's a giraffe. Oh. <laughs> Shut it. Giraffes are awesome. Just keep telling yourself that, Kaku. I mean, I've I've always found giraffes to be cool, but awesome? It's a bit of a stretch. The only giraffe I ever saw that was awesome was Jeffrey from Toys R Us. Uh, need more jokes about Toys R Us. <laughs> Jafison Craig writes in, Chief Warden Machina was absolutely poured into that leather suit. Oh, yes, she was. Wouldn't it make sense for Adult Swim to do a five-second tune-in at midnight for more DBZ Kai bump after the 8 p.m. airing? Yes. Yes, it would. And I hope they that they do that. But Jason did say they just didn't have time to do something for this week. But they will be doing Toonami promotion during that time slot in the future. As they should. Because otherwise, what what's the point? People will be like, oh, Dragon Ball Z's on. That was cool. And have no idea that Toonami's on at midnight. That's kind of what I'm afraid of, you know, is that already DBZ Kai is getting preferential treatment. And, you know, it's just going to, you know, become bigger than Toonami like it did before. Well, just think about it this way. Sit down, shut up, did that yeah, bad. It did super, yeah. super bad. So I'm not concerned about DBZ Kai not doing... As well as that, I'm, I'm sure that it will do better, but we'll see. I mean, I'm sure it will do better, but we'll, we'll see how it does. And JMB writes in, So how come we never see any Toonami shows we trend show up on the Nielsen Twitter TV ratings? We had shows trend number one both in the U.S. and worldwide, so we should have something in there. Shit, yes, yeah, son. It's the same reason you don't see the Saints in the Super Bowl, JMB. Rise <laughs> up. Yeah. I thought it was because they uh, take people out. <laughs> they, bow- <laughs> they put posted bounties on everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know JMB is not going to like that comment. No, but. but... Rise gonna... up, Falcon Nation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You're a Buffalo Bills fan, bitch. You can't say nothing. The what? Buffalo Buffs? 
<laughs> what the last time y'all was good with OJ? Uh, never mind. I was gonna say something. But... <laughs> <laughs> nice thrill. They don't talk about the four straight Super Bowl losses. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna. <laughs> anyway, that brings us to the news. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. It was just announced earlier today that Toonami will be starting sort of a behind-the-scenes streaming podcast type thing with pictures and the internets. They will be answering some questions and showing some clips amongst uh, other talking parts, and they want the help from their viewers. So they recently asked, what was the first anime you watched? I'm, I'm guessing that they want you to respond to them in some manner. <laughs> and Was yeah. it on Tsunami? <laughs> <laughs> then your answer, no, your answer isn't valid. Uh, they want to know what other general questions they that uh, you would like to ask them and please keep it simple and remember that they cannot talk about past present or future show acquisitions so please don't ask business stuff that you just Mm -hmm. cannot talk about and the third thing which i feel greatly applies to our, our buddy kevin send in your favorite promo that you've made yourself for a tsunami show it's cool if you don't have one, but oh, if you have one, well. send us a link. Kevin is going to basically send them his yeah. entire library. <laughs> I, have a, I, I, I wonder if Jose would send his uh, IGPX Breaking Bad uh, mashup. He, needs he definitely to. should. That was a nice one. I mean, he talks to Jason all the time now, I would assume, because, I mean, they work for the same company. Or same parent mm-hmm. company, I should say. Yeah, they talk periodically, or so I hear. <laughs> like yeah i run into jason all the time it's like well, well lucky you <laughs> oh look at mr important here blue cheese what you think you're better Go than him to, yeah i got that brioche bun but you better try that it does look good and i love blue cheese mm, yummy. but oh, enough about wendy's real. yeah well, so first of all people are probably thinking what Tsunami's doing an official podcast. Well, what about you guys? Well, we're still going to be here. Whatever Tsunami does, we're still going to be here. We're, we're not going to stop just because Tsunami's doing their own podcast. But I kind of don't think that their podcast will actually be... They say streaming podcast. So I don't think it's going to be something that will be on iTunes or SoundCloud or Podomatic or anything like that. It'll probably be on their website. Probably be on Adult Swim. Too. Yeah, pro- probably be on AdultSwim.com on one thought. of their endless streaming channels. Or, well, we'll do something. I'm sure that details. They just announced yeah. it today, so I get the feeling uh, details are going to emerge yeah. very soon. I hope that they do sort of a live show. That would be cool. But there are there cool. certain logistics to uh, accomplishing that. I, Jason did Music Bros, which is now. 
William Street Music Club. I believe that's Thursdays on AdultSwim.com. And he said that he left Music Bros because he had other things cooking up. And apparently this is probably what he was talking about. Tsunami's still his mm-hmm. baby. Oh, absolutely. Very much so. Very much so. I mean, it, it, you know, there are times when, you know, it doesn't feel like, you know, it's, you know, Jason, you know, is doing, you know, the business side of it. And he is. But you really got to understand that he truly does love this still and, you know, pours a lot an inordinate amount of mm-hmm. energy into it. He is the DeMarco. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, worked the sponsor for a year, so can't really <laughs> go anywhere. Yes, we have obligations. <laughs> not, not that this is yeah, ever an obligation. Obli- I mean, we, we just <laughs> you know what? Um, we, hey, we'll keep on doing this. I mean, I'd like to think that this gives us the opportunity to do some pretty awesome mashups. I mean, you know, imagine if we had... Um, Gil and Jason say, you know what? Let's have the Tsunami Faithful podcast on and stuff like that. And it means like they interview us for a change. Man, that would be yeah. that would be something. Yeah, not, it, that's that's. I'm sorry, man. I just got to say, it's about damn time we get <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's rephrase that. Everybody except Darrell gets interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> Why, wait a minute. Why I can't get interviewed, man? Darrell's um, just standing there with like an expectant look on his face. All yeah, of a sudden, know. you know, it's well, like, me, okay. Besides the guns, knives, and swords in your room, how about the uh, rum keg that you had? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I this year will be the return of the rum keg. Don't you worry. No. no. I... <laughs> that's like the lasting image we have of him. That was the first time a lot of us had met him, that's for true. God's sakes. That's the lasting image that's in Jason's mind. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, speaking of that, um, yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to at JaceMon05 on Twitter. He put up, he, he's tweeted this to Tsunami News. He said, in quotations, and I'm, I'm assuming that he means that Gil or Jason would say this. For the last time, guys, we are not Toonami faithful. We're just Toonami. Can't wait for that episode of the Toonami podcast. <laughs> 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 so, don't, Amazing don't... people are still going to get tripped up by that. Exactly. And you know what? See, that's the thing. Like, Why, yeah, why are we going to go anywhere when they have a Q&A on TV and we get five to a thousand more followers on <laughs> Tumblr. Why are we? Gonna... So if that happens, then people are going to watch that and go, Oh, I got to find the tsunami the podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. And Oh, there it is. Tsunami faithful podcast. So I- I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'll be fine. We'll yeah. Be we, fine. we ain't mad. <laughs> Let's put it like this. We're not in competition with them. We are actually support. We're, we're, we're looking forward to hey, this. You know what? Uh, speaking of Q&As, it sounds like they'll it's, probably do it's like a, more Q&A. Like, they'll do Q&As on this stream, which is, which is cool. It's I like how Tsunami keeps on coming up with all these new outlets for fan interaction. It just shows how the wheels are always going with Jason. It's actually kind of impressive. I agree. I agree. And like I, and like I said a while ago... Um, no, it, we're welcoming to Tsunami Podcast because as a fandom for something we have lost and then gotten back, this is not the time to get into a dick measuring competition. <laughs> we I win! Drill, <laughs> <laughs> put the crane away. <laughs> oh, that one coming. 
Needs uh, needs some duct tape there, Darrell. Oh, <laughs> no way, sir! I need a couple of steel. But my tapes. my personal taunt to all of them because I I like all those guys and I talk to them. It's like, hey guys, we put out three pieces of audio last week. Did you put out one? <laughs> <laughs> like oh you're going to monthly podcasts with the uh, mini podcasts okay uh i'll put out three pieces of audio one week <laughs> <laughs> and this gets good punch in the face all, all in good fun all in good fun but no seriously why am i the only one that has to work this hard <laughs> i'm not allowed to slack nope Hell no, for the sake of my head, you better not, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, that last week, Terrell didn't get slapped because you put out three separate pieces of audio. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she quite enjoyed the Michelle Roth interview. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Terrell, I want to know, what, what was your mom's thoughts on that? She laughed her yeah. ass off very, very loudly. <laughs> So what? So when do we get? When do we get? You know what? We're gonna have your mom on date. Date Darrell. Oh, uh oh, oh, fuck oh, fuck. Well, we should have his mom oh, on sometime. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know, man, because I use a lot of profanity, dude. Well, I have to tone it down it up for a little bit for your. We'll mother. let it. Oh, we'll let. It. You kiss your mother with that mouth. <laughs> Damn right, I do. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, since Jim did meet my mom, he knows where I get most of it from. My mom keeps it real. She's a genuine person. So genuine, she made Jim text her when he got to Texas. Yeah, tell about that, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> legit, that happened. <laughs> you just don't tell the black mama no. <laughs> no, it's, again, your mom's, your mom's so awesome. How can I say no to her? All right, ratings time. The 18 to 49 ratings for February 14th are as follows. Dragon Ball Z Kai at midnight, 635,000. That is roughly a 0.5 in share. And Family Guy got 0.8. So, mana mana dane. <laughs> Kill a Kill, 501,000. Naruto Shippuden, 488,000. Inuyasha, the final act, 478,000. Gurren Lagan, 437,000. One Piece, 422,000. And Dead Man Wonderland, 426,000. That is a 0.3. And that is exactly what uh, American Dad and the comedies after it managed in 1849. And yes, Dead Man Wonderland once again beat American Dad. Fuck you, Stan Smith. And it beat it where it counts. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, fuck yeah. you. Too. Rick and Morty actually did Cop. better than American Dad that night. That's interesting. I like, I like Rick and Morty. I, do, I like Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, forever .com. <laughs> Season two, please. It's coming. It is in production. Hopefully summer-ish. I was actually hoping that they would manage to get it on by now, but mm, what you got to do? The total viewer ratings. 
Dragon Ball Z Kai, 1,258,000. For comparison, Family Guy got 1.8 million. So, yeah. <laughs> Not planning on getting it's 1130 okay. back anytime soon, I'm afraid. <laughs> Kill the Kill, 997,000. Missed it by that much. Naruto Shippuden, 897,000. It's good. Not nearly the gap that it had the week before, so good job, Naruto. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Retention. Viewer retention. Yeah, we do we need viewer retention. Because <laughs> those big gaps, that's that's not good. That hurts. It really hurts. Inuyasha, the final act, 823,000. Gurren the Gone, 748,000. One Piece, 698,000. And Dead Man Wonderland, 689,000. American Dad, again, lost to Dead Man Wonderland. It got 559,000. And the rest of the comedies after that got over 600,000. So, not really counting on them getting those time slots back either. Well. Well, they can go all fuck themselves. How about that? It's a stability thing. Though, uh, according to what we know of the schedule for Daylight Savings Time, they will take off an hour of comedy that night, so Toonami is not affected. Woohoo! Yay! That's good news. It will be interesting to see how the ratings change with double American Dad in the 10p, uh, 10.30 and 11, and then double American Dad after Toonami. Because so far, American Dad has not been performing real well after Toonami, but I'm thinking a second episode mm. will shore up them ratings. We'll see. Well, I think it's going to be more interesting to see what that first DBZ does. Absolutely. Dragon Ball Z Kai and now at 8pm on encoring the episode from the previous week of Toonami. And that is paired with Rick and Morty, so I think they, they noticed that Toonami viewers were sticking around for Rick and Morty. Demand murder. Planet goes up as a word. Well, no, again, I think a lot of people are thinking what, you know, probably all of us on this podcast are thinking that there's an experiment about. And they're probably doing what should have been done. Yeah. Well, well, there again, they didn't have 8 p.m. at the beginning. But you know what I mean? Like, this this is definitely the opportunity. And it makes sense, obviously, because Toonami was there before at one mm-hmm. point. So, you know, why not try at some point 8 to 11 or 8 to 12, which I think would be better. They're not getting the full 11 o'clock hour if they have all the prime time. That ain't happening. <laughs> Gotta have room for them Fox shows. They don't like to play them after midnight. Except for encores. Uh, it's possible, but, yeah, but... Um, I'm thinking no. And honestly, three hours in primetime, I'm satisfied. Well, I'm thinking that primetime would be probably your Kill the Kill and Sword Art Online 2 would be those ones that would move into those slots because, well, <laughs> do you really want kids watching Well, that? obviously not. Those have to play at 10. They have to play <laughs> at exactly. 10 o'clock hour. They can't play at 9 or 8. That's no... 
I've seen some people be like, oh, they should encore Kill a Kill at 830. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and you know what? This is... I want to give people, sorry to cut you off, Paul, but I'd like to think that they would give people, they'd want to give people reasons to, uh, you know, tune into Toonami because, um, well, first of all, Dragon Ball Z is a known commodity. Everybody knows that it's, you know, everybody knows Dragon Ball Z. Even people who haven't even watched anime know Dragon Ball Z. Uh, the thing about Kill a Kill is that this is something you want people to be able to come back to. It's like, okay, use this as a teaser for everything else on Tsunami and, you know, fun stuff like that. There's a lot of ways they could uh, use this and productively. Yes. Well, if you think about it, too, this is where having One Piece and Naruto Shippuden plays in your favor because the higher up they are, and the closer to Cartoon Network they are, I guarantee you the higher ratings they're going to get. And I can guarantee you you're going to see uh, One Piece over a million. Uh, the thing about that is, with Adult Swim demographics, it's... The primetime hours are usually the weakest. So, we'll, let, let's see well, how Dragon Ball Z Kai does before we start thinking that anything is going to do better in that time slot than it is after midnight. Yeah, but see what I'm what I'm trying to say to you, Sketch, is you're bringing in a demographic. That's not necessarily that. a good thing, though. It's not necessarily a good thing, but if it boosts ratings... It, it but it's not boosting the ratings that are important. You see, that's a problem. Re um, remember way um, back when Yu Yu Hakusho did real, real well with kids on Adult Swim? Guess what happened? It got moved to daytime. Now, if, uh, if if something wonderful comes out of this and they're like, oh, hey, kids are watching action cartoons. Maybe we should play some on Cartoon Network. That would be fantastic. But as far as building Adult Swim's audience goes, they don't really want to get younger. They, I, they want some younger viewers that will eventually grow up. But it, it's going to be kind of problematic if too many kids are watching because you know it is adult swim well i mean it's the here's the thing it's worked before okay what do you mean it's worked uh, before tsunami, i work tsunami is well yeah at, it's, it's it worked, worked in prime time on cartoon network this is a different situation paul Right, but as we've been talking about, transitioning from Cartoon Network to Adult Swim, you would want to have something that translates better. DBZ Kai translates, at the beginning of the blog, translates better. After DBZ Kai, let's say if you were to put Naruto Shippen in, or even to have One Piece, or whatever, vice versa next, those are good transitions. Okay? And that's what I think they're trying to do. Because what's happening right now is what was it? Sit down, shut up. Yeah, that's that's not doing they well. Found out that was the wrong move. That was the wrong move. Well, so, right now they're it's kind of a saving throw with DBZ Kai ending up at 8 p.m. because it's a show that they can play at 8 p.m. They don't have that many shows that they can. Right. And remember, you got to remember too. They they have they have a a vast library of things they could put there. Um, 
And I'm talking Not about really. I mean, they could have just kept the hill there. But for whatever reason, they like to play it a little bit later on the weekends. Right. But I, I'm saying to you, they, I mean, usually, I believe during the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always the first, the first show. So the I, only reason they can have 8 p.m. is pretty much because they have King of the Hill. Right. And I, what I'm saying to you is, you know, they could have they could have done that. Just done that well, they could instead. have, but, but they didn't want to. They're, they're putting DBZ Kai there. You know, why would you put DBZ Kai because outside of Toronto? Because it does exceedingly well. Okay, but you're taking away from Toonami. So why are you doing that? Oh, you're doing an experiment. You see oh, what I I'm saying? But that's what everybody's... But I, and, I, and I'm not opposed at all to putting Toonami in primetime. I'm just saying that if it's... If the driven viewership is more young viewers, that's not exactly a success. Uh, I'm, I'm saying that right now, Whatever ha- whatever we get from eight to eleven, if Toonami were to move there, is a good thing. And not a I'm bad not thing. saying it's a bad thing, but I'm I'm telling you, man, if too many kids tune in, it's it's gonna put the kibosh on that real quick. But I don't know. enough about that. We're we're getting I, ahead I, of ourselves here. Actually, J- Jason has said when people have asked about this. Well, one, Jason, he didn't decide to do this. This was Adult Swim programming. Oh, and, I know that. Uh, also, about- Jason uh, says he doesn't really think that any of the other shows on Toonami can necessarily pull this off. It's just Dragon Ball Z, at least for now. And that's a bit disheartening, but we'll see how well DBZ does. I mean, if DBZ does well and comedy kind of sinks and DBZ actually beats those comedies in primetime, we could definitely see some changes. Because honestly, I never saw this coming. I always wanted them to try action in prime time, but I'm very surprised. Well, that, that's where that's the, that's the only way I can see them doing that. You know what I mean? Because like you can't just put it. It just doesn't. I, and I understand Jason didn't do this because obviously we've seen what program has done in the last three weeks. Oh my god! You know, I'm just saying to you, and I'll and I'll shut up after this. Obviously, they're doing it for a reason. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're desperate. <laughs> they're desperate for getting ratings on Saturday primetime. It's not doing well. And I think it will translate well for them. And I hope it does because I would rather Toonami be higher up than where it is because I think it would do ten times better than what it is. Well, that's your theory. We haven't said what the trending was, and wow, a lot of character trends. <laughs> oh yeah! By wow, the way, I, by the way, I've, I've, I've. Why do you decree four or more? Because well, the fuck are you is not royalty. Who died and made you king of anything? The closest person to royalty on this damn podcast is me. Are you done talking? I'm no, gonna keep interrupting you because what you're saying say. is ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, I've decreed that anything four shows or more is basically a show trend because at this point, you know, it seems like we we trend like I mean, especially with DVZ, we're trending like five, six, seven things, if, whether it be a character or Spirit Bomb or over eight thousand 
over 8,000. I have no fucking idea why that track is. That, it was the official uh, oh. line, but people refused to believe that, so... No, yeah. it's over 9,000! Surprisingly, so, over 9,000 did not trend. Because you would <laughs> think enough people would be like, what? It was supposed to be over 9,000. There's no way that can be right. Which, by the way, which, by the, way the Napa... The Napa uh, Twitter bot is back. Yeah, it, it, uh, but, uh, it, it tweeted it went away. when I talked about over 8,000. It's like, over 9,000? There's no way that could be right. To my response was, yeah, it isn't right. It's over 8,000. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Napa bot. So that's why I say that, because it's just, you know, after a while, like, it seems like Twitter is, like, blocking <laughs> something at this point because twitter be cock blocking on tsunami man eh, yeah I it's don't like think everything so, else dbc kai trended fast at 8 p.m yeah but i don't think they're expecting dbc kai to be at 8 p.m they're expecting dbc kai to be at midnight and it's really weird that that one would not trend i thought it actually did trend well, that it's night trended already so uh, we're not sure if, I don't think, I mean, is it on the well, list? Well, it's only listed once here, but that doesn't mean that it didn't happen both times. I'm pretty sure it did. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so this is the trending for February 21st and 22nd. Hashtag DBZ Kai, which at least trended during the 8pm airing and possibly during the midnight. Dragon Soul from DBZ Kai, that's the opening's name. Gohan from DBZ Kai, Napa, Piccolo, and over 8,000. Kill a Kill trended. Watch that. Yay, Kill a Kill trended. Mako from Kill a Kill, Ryuko from Kill a Kill, Satsuki from Kill a Kill, Kana from Inuyasha, Naraku from Inuyasha, Rossiu from Gurren Lagan, Frankie from One Piece, Sniper King from One Piece, and Zoro from One Piece. The worldwide trends. I don't see how people can't. I don't see people how you can't like count that because people. That shows the people are legit oh, watching definitely. the show. Paul just Paul just decided so, the arbitrary. It has to be four things. <laughs> I'm just. It's. I mean, at this point, like, <laughs> it's just. If if it's if there's that many character trends or whatever, it's we have no idea how character trends affect the ratings if they do at all. Yeah, I don't know. So whatever. Worldwide trends: Dragon Soul, over eight thousand. Frankie, Sniper King, and Zoro. We have the mobile app tweet counts: uh, Mako from Kill a Kill, two point five six thousand. Satsuki from Kill a Kill, 12.7 thousand. Naruto, 65.2 thousand. Kana from Inuyasha, 17 thousand. And the Tumblr trend, Dragon Ball Z. Hashtag Dragon Ball Z. Next time on Hashtag Dragon Ball Z. Nice. <laughs> I love you, Jim. Krillin's in the house. <laughs> Krillin got his ass on as always. Mm-hmm. And that's the trending. So, yeah, lots, lots of character trends. Keep that up. And, you know, it makes sense because when people are tweeting things, they're not really paying attention to hashtags or anything. They're just typing, oh, uh, 
Kana died. <laughs> or, look at what Sniper King's doing. Zoro, your plans are terrible. <laughs> and yes, Zoro's plans are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucker has a lousy sense of direction, man. He's of also not good at lying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, as we mentioned, we will not be having the retrospective within this episode. You should be able to hear that later this week. And please do listen. We will have Chad Bonin on to discuss the death and rebirth of Toonami. With myself, Paul, Chad, Caboose. Good times. Yeah, I'm more awake during that <laughs> time, too. No one gives a fuck. Now we have an interview to get into. Please stick around for our special interview with Bryce Pappenbrook. This is Bryce Pappenbrook, and you're listening to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. Hello, I am your host, Sketch, and I have with me Paul Pascrillo and Jim Nelson. And we have been joined by Bryce Pappenbrook. Hey, you got it right. There you go. <laughs> it's because I asked first. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's always awkward, yet still polite to ask how to pronounce someone's name. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, that's the smart thing to do rather than just say it, say it the wrong way. But it happens all the time, so no big deal. Like me. <laughs> Usually you're so good at pronouncing things, Jim. Yeah, I don't know. I, I attribute it to watching a lot of hockey oh. with all those European names. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Bryce, this is the third time we've had you. Though The first yes. time I've talked to you. So. Yes, and I am happy to be back. It's always fun chatting with you guys. You had quite, quite the year in uh, 2014. Yeah, I did. I did, actually. You just, you know, with, with voice acting, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, that's kind of what makes the industry exciting. Um, I mean, you go through all these auditioning processes and you hear so many no, no, no. When you start booking things and especially when you book a couple things right next to each other, it's really, really fun and cool. So, uh, you know, I there's no rhyme or reason to when it can happen to anybody, but I'm just very excited and thankful and appreciative that it happened to me. Well, the, the main reason we brought you on is, of course, Sword Art Online 2 has been announced for Toonami in March, and you will once again be voicing Kirito, yes? Yes, I will. And uh, I, I'm happy I can finally talk about that. Yeah. Actually, uh I was just at Anime Milwaukee, which is a fantastic convention, um, and I had a Sword Art Online panel on Friday, and I had to lie to everyone in the panel. Um, I tried to change it, but the schedule wouldn't allow me to change it that close, because they don't tell me when they're announcing. So I found out a little bit before, a few days before they were going to announce um, SAO2 and and that it was going to be on Toonami. Um and uh, I didn't have time to change the panel, so my Friday night SAO panel, I said, I don't know if SAO2 is coming, I don't know if I'm working on it, even if I do get hired to work on it, I don't know if I'm playing Kirito as a girl. Um, mm. But 
the next day I came out and said, I lied about everything. I knew all that stuff, and it's all happening. <laughs> Fooled you! <laughs> Trolled! I imagine that's not the first time you had to do something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those NDAs, man, I take them really seriously. As well you should. As well as all of us should. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they don't mess around. They'll go. They'll kill us. Yes, yes, you get thrown in voice actor jail. <laughs> I think it's called blacklisting. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, there we go. Don't want I'd, that. Uh, I'd like to think of it as uh, I'd like to think of it as kind of like uh, the uh, prisons described by um, uh, the guy from Burn Notice, <laughs> like the Middle Eastern prisons where they string uh, up by your thumbs. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it's like. <laughs> See if you ever work in this town again. <laughs> <laughs> well we gotta ask this question sketch and i know you have it on your list so ask it already oh well uh two two questions regarding uh performing kirito in sao2 now in the first sure. series of sword art online kirito he's he's pretty mature but he's obviously maturing throughout the storyline but in sao2 he's he's matured up to a point so how does your performance you feel differ in SAO2? Um, well, I think at the beginning of the show, um, he's just a little more confident, I guess. Um, and when he goes into GGO, obviously there's a lot of changes that have happened to him. Um, and to be honest with you, we haven't recorded the entire series yet. So I don't know how my performance will be in uh, Caliber or in the later half of GGO or in Mother's Rosario. Um, so I can't fully answer that question yet because uh, uh, I don't know. But I think you've gotten far enough into the recording that you could maybe tell us a bit about your experience feminizing Kirito. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Actually, uh, if I may interject real quick, for those of us who are not in the know as to uh, who aren't really Sword Art fans or haven't read this far, what does GGO stand for? That is Gun Gale Online. That is the next game that they go into to solve some murders that are occurring. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, well, yes. When, when uh, Kirito enters GGO, he is lucky enough to get an avatar that is female. And uh, appropriately, his voice changes to a much more feminine version of himself. Um, and I was... A little nervous when I heard that, thinking, well, are they going to hire a girl or a different actor to, to do that? But nope, it's me uh, being a very feminine version of Kirito. Um, sometimes he plays it up more than others. Sometimes he sounds, you know, very similar to himself, but just a little bit higher pitched and a little softer. And sometimes he straight up sounds like a girl. Um, so I'm, you know, very happy to be able to play that part. Um, I'm guessing that led to a lot of hilarious uh, moments in the booth with the uh, directors and stuff. Uh, is there anything that stands out with you? Um, you know, any kind of any kind of uh, dub riffs, I guess you could say that you might have uh, or bombs that you might have left for people in the booth. There, there already have been a few, um, but I don't want to release too many, like like too much information about that stuff because. Aniplex is really good about taking all the best ones 
compiling them and then showing them to everybody. Um, we had a panel at Anime Expo this last year, and the outtakes that they showed were just ridiculous. Um, if I, I think that panel is still floating somewhere online, like some people in the audience were recording. I think I saw some so of that. Can, yeah, if you haven't, you should go on there and uh, try to find it. Um, I said some extremely disgusting things that I never thought would see the light of day, and they did. So much like that, there <laughs> there has been some outtakes that are fantastic, um, but I, you know I don't want to spoil them yet. I think uh, I think Aniplex, hopefully Aniplex will save them and compile them and and release them so everyone can enjoy. Fantastic. I look forward to hearing those as well as just the performance in the show. I'm sure it will be very amusing. <laughs> I'm excited to see it back too. Now you were excellent as the ukulele man in space dandy. How was your experience recording such a creepy character? Oh, thank you so much. Um, you know, I got pretty lucky to be able to work on space dandy because of the timing of that show. Um, you know, it was released essentially before the Japanese. So, um, I was just lucky to be in the right place at the right time. I was there recording some Titan and, uh, I talked to Joel, um, and he said, Hey, I, I have a part for you on space dandy. And I'm like, sweet. I'd love to work on that show. And I thought, Oh, I'm going to play some crazy alien. He's going to sound super, you know, strange. I'm going to be able to do something crazy. And, uh, I got in the booth. I'm like, so Joel, uh, what kind of voice do you want for this? And he's like, I wanted to sound like you. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. Sweet. He's like, just a creepy version of you. So that's what Ukulele Man is. He's just sort of a creepy version of my speaking voice. Um, but it was really fun to play that character. It's really fun. Something hi, a little different I'm from your usual. <laughs> Say, hi, I'm Bryce Pappenbrook, and I have cable. And I'm creepy Bryce Pappenbrook, and I have satellite. <laughs> Something <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> Wait, you've given me an idea for Tsunami, Ed. <laughs> Bryce, we'll talk later. <laughs> Perfect. Going back a ways into the archives, I really enjoyed the series Mare, Merchant Awakens Romance. You were jacking that. Yeah. That, yes. that ran on uh, Toonami and Jetstream. And I've always wondered, how far did they dub into that show? Because they only showed 50 episodes, and there's 102. Yeah, I think that's about how far we got. Uh, I, I'm not sure why the dubbing process stopped, um, but I, I think that's about how far we got. Uh, that's too bad. But... It's good to know that they're not just holding back on us and not releasing something that they did dub because that, oh, that'd be frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to my knowledge, I don't think those episodes exist with a dub. At least I didn't work on them, so mm. um, I'm not sure. All right. Lately, you've been cast as the brother of Johnny Young Bosch in a couple of shows. What are your thoughts on that? I think we make great brothers. That's that's awesome that we've um, sort of matched up um, a, a number of times. Um, I think, you know, starting with Blue Exorcist, um, maybe the performance in that was strong enough that it just worked. Um, and we've just happened to be right for characters that just happen to be brothers. 
So, you know, Blue Exorcist and Blood Lad. And uh, are there are there other ones that we play brothers? I know I, I hate him in Dorara. <laughs> yes, <you laughs> We're do. not too friendly in that show. No, no. I can't think of any other times that you've been brothers, but those definitely those those two in particular were interesting. And I mean, we, we've definitely played off each other before in. Uh, have you guys seen the show Tenkai Nights? Oh, yeah. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Another great show. And Johnny and I have a bunch of scenes off each other. Um, we're, uh, he plays the red Tenkai Knight and I play the yellow Tenkai Knight. Um, I was actually, oh, sorry for uh, sorry to interrupt, Bryce, but it actually kind of makes sense since both of you are martial artists as well. So, yeah, I I think that was uh, I think that was great casting. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know maybe maybe just because of um, what people saw in Blue Exorcist and how successful that show was and and how you know in my opinion I loved how the dub sounded. Um, people just picked up on that and thought, hey, these guys sound like brothers. <laughs> so maybe it won't be the the last time hopefully it won't be since you brought up tenkai nights uh that's uh there's not too many uh children's anime airing on uh, u.s television anymore uh so how how did your recording experience differ doing that show as opposed to something more serious um i mean it was it was fun it the the recording process was very similar um, to other shows I've worked on, but the scripts were, you know, very light and, um, there was a lot of comedy throughout the entire show. Um, and I thought the, I thought it turned out amazing. It was, it was a great show to watch. I mean, whether you're an adult or a kid, I thought it was a good show to watch. Um, and the toys are amazing. Um, I, I saw something that they posted and I'm hoping that it's a hint at season two, but again, they tell voice actors absolutely nothing. So (laughs) I have no idea, but I want to work on a season two. I think that show would, would, you know, could go a lot further. Um, so I'm crossing my fingers and hoping for it to come. Yeah, that would be cool. It actually, it did really well with adults for its, it's very early Saturday morning time slot. It does surprisingly well with adults. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, as it should. I think, uh, I think it's good for kids of all ages. You could say. There you go. The young at heart. Mm. Yes. That's excellent. Yeah. I, I feel Toonami as a whole is is for the young at heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's like Saturday morning cartoons for the big kids. <laughs> Sometimes involving characters not wearing much clothing. (laughs) (laughs) And less clothing equals more power. We all know that. Yes, that's that's exactly true. (laughs) Just watch Kill the Kill. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That show is fun. I like how crazy (laughs) that show is. Oh, yeah. The the dub is, is quite entertaining. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I got a lot of friends who worked on that show, and yeah, I, I haven't seen all of it yet, um, but what I've seen was really, really fun. Now you're no stranger to screaming, and uh, as I recall from <laughs> listening to prior interviews that you did with Jim, that you teach martial arts classes, which uh, you yell long periods of time and have strengthened your voice for yelling roles. But what 
what uh, what voices have really pushed you to your limits on that, and ha- have any of them made you pass out? Uh, well, <laughs> I've uh, I've never passed out. Um, I've seen stars for sure. Like you know when when you're getting choked or you're screaming so loud that like you're running out of uh, breath, and that darkness kind of starts filling up like your vision. Oh That's yeah. Happening. Um, but I haven't gone so far as to, you know, hit the ground. I've touched the ground before, like, whoa, 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 but I've never gone all the way out. Um, actually just recently when I was recording SAO2, there's some pretty nasty screams, uh, that Kirito does. Um, there's some flashbacks to, uh, him in Eincrad and he has some pretty intense screams in those scenes. Um, so we, we set up to do one of them and, and it's so nice that the director, Alex Von David knows that these screams are so intense that I probably wouldn't sound like Kirito after I do them. So he always saves the screams for the last 15 minutes of a session. Um, and then we can just scream until I can't talk anymore. Um, so we, we did that this day and we got to one particular scream and, uh, I knew what I wanted to do and I just kind of let it go and it hit this really nasty pitch. Um, and I looked over and the engineer was just like, yeah, you, uh, you bent the diaphragm in the microphone. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, the mic can't pick up that sound. Uh, it's just too much. <laughs> so you and nearly killed the mic. <laughs> so breaking microphones. Gotta love that. Oh, man. Um, so he's like, he looked at me and he's just like, could you do that again? Just a little less intense. And I look back at him. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but we worked. I, I backed off a little bit. I, I adjusted where I was pushing the air and, uh, yeah, he, he was able to pick up this really nasty frequency. So I can't wait for everyone to hear it. <laughs> That's interesting. So you actually redubbed the parts from Eincrad. In- well, there's flashback scenes. Yeah. Um, Without giving away too much story um, or spoiling anything, he's very affected by Eincrad uh, going into Gungale, and he relates to Sinon, uh, Michelle's character, um, because of sort of things that they have gone through in their past. Um, mm. So in dealing with those problems... Oh, uh, now, they, now I know what you're sense. talking about. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Mom's so... <laughs> There, there is a, there are some flashback scenes that explain more of why Kirito is so affected by these issues, hmm. um, and and some of the guilt and resentment that he feels moving forward. Um, you know, more character development on him, and uh, those scenes have some nasty screams. Mm. So um, I guess co-opting off of that, Bryce. Um, I guess the next question is. Uh, how do you manage it for one for another? How do you recover from the uh, screamy, screamy parts? Um, well, I mean, there's not much you can do uh, if you really give it everything. I mean, there's there's a certain intensity that you can sort of protect your voice with. Um, so if I'm you know teaching martial arts, I can yell at people all day and then I can work the next day in voice acting and you wouldn't know that I was screaming the entire day before. Um, Mm. But once you get past that sort of level of comfort, um, Mm. there's nothing you can do. You just go and 
whatever happens happens and sometimes you are stuck a day with no voice um and when you know when we get to those things i try to coordinate my bookings so i don't have anything after those sessions um so i at least get a little bit of time to recover um okay. but I, you know for me i'm game to just sort of let it go and see what happens because it sounds awesome when an actor does that. So I always try to give it everything I have. Um, and you know, you pay the consequences sometimes and sit there and, and hurt. <laughs> and there's not much else you can do. I mean, some people have like magic juice that they drink. Um, for me, I, I just go to green tea and honey. Uh, that's about it. Uh, Rice's secret table. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like a it's space green, jam. Green tea. I've been, uh, I've been using. Hmm. I think it was Kyle Kyle Hebert who who gets uh, that magic juice from some of the Asian markets. <laughs> I don't even know what's that stuff, but it works for him. Everyone has different tricks. I've I've asked a bunch of people online. I've asked uh, I've, I've seen what uh, Kyle Hebert does. I've asked Erica Mendez, which she uses and stuff like that. Everybody's got different things. Um, it, it's just weird like that, I guess. So. Yeah, there's not like a rule book written like if you scream, you should be doing one, two, and three. It's just kind of like you go and scream and <laughs> destroy <God> help you. <laughs> your voice and then figure it out, you know, figure out the best way to recover. Right. Well, that, I can dig it. That makes sense. Uh, every human body is a little different. So, yeah, different things. Yeah, and I mean, people. Look, there's sometimes you just cannot protect your voice. Like I worked on Call of Duty Ghosts and when you're screaming at like, you know, grenades are going off next to you and someone's firing guns next to your head and you have to scream over those weapons, there's nothing you can do to protect your voice. You just do it. Um, Get advice from a veteran, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, they're not too concerned about conserving their voices. <laughs> on the battlefield no. yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly quick consult Darrell. <laughs> that wouldn't be an authentic experience if you're like it's over there <laughs> it's over there what, what are you doing nobody would do that <laughs> you call it a scream soldier i hear, I hear Darrell's voice in my head like right now just <laughs> doing his drill sergeant thing <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry, I digress. <laughs> now, I always like to hear if uh, an actor has some amusing recording booth stories. Oh, boy. <laughs> you you uh, told us I about think... the sweet potato fries last time. Yeah, yeah. That um, was the one I was thinking of, actually. <laughs> that, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, since since the sweet potato fry incident uh, mm -hmm. of 2014, I have uh, I've been careful about what I've eaten before I've gotten into the booth. So I haven't had any uh, <laughs> any sweet potato fry uh, uh, related injuries <laughs> <laughs> and no such binges, I presume. <laughs> yes, I well, I still binge on sweet potato fries, just not when I have a booking. <laughs> mm, true. There, there you go. <laughs> Must prepare the instruments. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're not going to go 
perform with your flute with a bunch of crud in the flute, right? <laughs> there you go. True. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty well behaved when I get to the, the studio. Um, you know, I, I go there and, and try to act as professional as possible and then occasionally spit out some disgusting bloopers. Uh. <laughs> it's always the quiet ones. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yeah. Funimation has recently started doing broadcast dubs. They technically started that with Space Dandy with the, that simulcast, but they're they're really really doing a lot of them right now. The the previous season they did two, which was reasonable, but now they're doing ten. And of course, this yeah. is making everybody think, oh, well, Attack on Titan two, that's definitely going to get a broadcast dub, right? Now, of course, uh, you you have no idea when and and whatever but i'm just kind of wondering the logistics of being able to get people from los angeles into a weekly broadcast dub yeah i mean that is definitely a problem so i don't know if it's even possible to do a broadcast dub of attack on titan season two if we get to work on it um who knows it's you know it's not a decision that that i can make and I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully they'll figure something out. Maybe maybe some way of making that work because I think everyone would love to see that. I mean, the sooner you get your 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 dub, the better. I mean, it seems like. Mm -hmm. um, but who knows? Who knows? They've managed to get Todd and Jeremy into a couple of those as characters that appear in multiple episodes. So I'm I'm hopeful that they figured out a way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just not sure um, how I'm not sure how it's possible to get someone that's so far away to get in there and record, you know, on a weekly basis. But you know, if those guys can do it, I'm sure there is a way. Actually, um, co-opting co-opting off of that. Sorry if I'm if I cut you off there, Bryce. But um, no, no how um, how did you make it work between? Um, you know, being in Los Angeles and then coming to uh, Texas for uh, Attack on Titan. How'd you make that work um, logistics wise? If you can, so, if you are able to share that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I, I recorded four times uh, at Funimation um, mm -hmm. and each time I would fly out um, and I actually stayed with Mike McFarlane, the director. Um, oh. I, I crashed at his place. So we would go to the studio, record for eight hours, marathon it, uh, go back, go to sleep, wake up the next day, go to the studio, marathon it, get as far as we could, go back, go to sleep, do it again the next day. Um, so that, you know, recording that way limited my time uh, outside of Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, made it convenient getting around because, um, you know, I don't, I don't have family or, or anyone in texas that i can stay with so mm -hmm. staying with mike was uh perfect yeah interesting that's pretty cool staying with mike mcfarland <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it was a really cool experience i've never worked on a show like that where you're really living the show i mean usually you go to the studio and record for two three maybe four hours um but recording in an eight hour block was pretty intense, especially on a show like attack on Titan. Oh yeah. Um, but it really made me live inside the show. Like I, I was totally in character 
Um, I, I got back from Texas and I was still pissed off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and just screaming at people in traffic when I got back. Um, as Eric Yeager, um, it was hard not to. But yeah, it was a, it was a really cool experience. Really, really cool experience. That's I would have loved to see that. <laughs> I just imagine. I just imagine Bryce. You know, like uh, just talking, just like talking to somebody. It's, Titans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've talked to people at conventions about this. I, I should probably get like a camera and just set it up in my car and just like, like a GoPro. <laughs> exactly. Just GoPro out like some videos of me just screaming at people in traffic. Cause I, uh, just a lot. <laughs> it's like my, my thing on the way to work. Like I just scream at people in traffic. <laughs> just switch characters it's like actually uh, a funny thing is that i've heard about steve bloom doing the same thing it's like yeah that's my outlet before i get into the booth and then once i get into the booth i'm all calm <laughs> it's yeah it's my vocal warm-up actually so. <laughs> the car is the best it's place cool. to practice screaming yes it's very helpful you cut me off you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> um i actually have a question sure um involving uh SAO2. Uh, obviously, there's the trolls slash haters out there of the series, of, obviously, because of SAO1. Um, do you ever get a lot of hate or hate mail on, well, like on social media or in, or in mail about like you being involved with this project? Um, not really. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's people out there that don't like the show, but I don't like seek them out and look for them. Um, they definitely haven't been approaching me at conventions. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's people that like other shows better, but not so much that they'd have to go and complain to an actor that's hired to work on a show. Um, Keyboard I mean, works. <laughs> it, it's not for everybody. Sure. Um, I like the show. Um, I know my uh, my wife doesn't typically watch anime, but she loved the first season of SAO, and she's very excited to see the second season. She's waiting for the English dub. Um, I did not wait for the English dub. I've watched all of it so far in Japanese, um, and yeah, I really liked it. So it's, you know, not every show is for everybody, and it's very easy not to watch it. You just turn off your TV um, or change <laughs> the channel. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Um, but... I enjoy the show, and uh, it's very cool to work on something that you actually like and that you're a fan of. Um, so it's it's a cool experience for me. And uh, people that don't like it, that's that's fine. They don't have to like it. There's enough people out there that like it and are very excited about it to make it worth having an English dub, um, which is which is awesome. Really, in the end, that's kind of what matters. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it that they want to see it in English. Exactly, exactly. And hopefully enough people are fans of the show in both English and Japanese that it'll warrant a season three. Because I know that the source material continues and I would love for them to continue the story. Actually, they are. Um, I believe a couple weeks ago, just before I left, uh, I left for here. That's uh, not an announcement Uh, for the show. That was for a game. Oh, I thought it was for the. Uh, I thought there was a uh, actual announcement for a Sword Art Online three series. I saw that too, and I think you're right. It was. I think it was a game announcement. 
Because, oh. I mean, it's like SAO3 behind them, but I think it was a uh, either a, a Vita game or a handheld game mm. um, that's coming out in Japan. Oh, uh, I thought it was... I probably made the assumption that everybody else did, <laughs> thinking it was, oh, okay, a third season. Yeah, sure. I was I like, mean, this soon? <laughs> I mean, that would, be, that would be amazing. It would be, it would be super cool if um, they didn't make us wait too long for it. Um, cause I'm sure a lot of people want to see it. Um, so you never know, you never know. I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that, uh, it, it happens. Okay. My mistake. I was probably, I just made the assumption and well, we all know what happens when you assume. <laughs> it's, it's all good. I think a lot of people thought the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what yeah. I thought. I saw that picture and I definitely thought that too. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, we already have season three. And I'm like, oh, it's just a video game. <laughs> Well, hey, if the game comes east and they it comes west and they decide to uh, uh, dub it, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it happens sometimes, and I would hope that if they do dub a game like that, they would reach out to me. But there's no guarantee that they will. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Speaking of which, actually, I'll co-opt off of that. Uh, is there any uh, video game work that you have done recently that you can comment on and? Uh, any particular differences that, you know, which one that you might like more than the other? Uh, well, I mean, I can definitely talk about something that's coming out in March. Um, Do a tell. game called Final Fantasy Type-0. Yay! Uh, yeah, coming out for Xbox One and PS4 uh, from Square Enix. So that's exciting. Um, I play Makina Kunigiri, another character with two swords. Um, <laughs> and he has these, like, drill bit swords. Um, gameplay looks awesome. The graphics look amazing. Um, and I cannot wait for that to come out. Yay. Oh, all yeah. Final Fantasy fans. We've been waiting on this since they announced it, you know, like in 2006, I think it was. So this feels like the culmination of everything we've been waiting for. And then you've got Final Fantasy 15, formerly versus 13. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, and that looks insane. Is there any uh, particular uh, like video games that you have, shall we say, an affinity for? Like uh, any series that you remember from your childhood that you like, yeah, I love this game, you know, that stay with you? Well, I mean, funny enough, I grew up playing Final Fantasy. I was oh. big on, on RPGs. So like Final Fantasy 1, like where you pick like fighter. Uh, <laughs> four threat, white mages. Black mage. Yeah, four white mages. That's great. It's going to turn out well. Um I played that one all the way through and then Final Fantasy three or technically six, I played all the way through and then Final Fantasy seven, I played all the way through. Um, nice. so grew up playing those games. Uh, actually recently I, I, uh, bought Final Fantasy one for iOS cause they offer all those games for your iPhone. Um, so I bought that and I've been playing it on plane rides. Uh, nice. anytime I have a little bit of downtime on the plane, I've been messing around with that. So it's, it's kind of fun to to return to those Final Fantasies. And actually, I have Final Fantasy IX sitting waiting to be played um, <laughs> because I played Zidane in Final Fantasy's Dissidia. Yes. Um, so And I never played Final Fantasy IX all the way through, or I haven't played it. So I'm it's sitting there waiting to be played, but I'm nervous to start because I know I won't stop. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm too busy right now to really dive into another RPG. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just been waiting, calling to me. 
Slamey Bryce. Slamey Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't. <laughs> I art thou, and thou art I. Thou hast established a genuine bond. <laughs> you Persona <laughs> fans will like that one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I just thought about this. Um, speaking of broadcast, because we, we talked about this um, previously here. Um, did you think that SEO2 would be, because you guys are obviously in the process of recording it right now, uh, did you think it was going to come out as quickly as it has? Because a lot of people thought that it was going to probably be maybe towards the end of 2015, maybe even 2016 it would come out, the dub. No, I had no idea. And uh, I was extremely surprised and, and very happy that it was. I think that, um, you know, it's Aniplex recognizing that people are excited about this title and putting out a real effort to get it to them as fast as possible. Um, I mean, I know that the, the writing process for this show and, and the recording process takes a, a good amount of time. Um, Alex Von David, the director, is also the writer, and uh, he definitely takes his time. I mean, it's his art that he's putting out there. And uh, it's like his baby. I mean, he spends so much time writing these scripts and making them exactly how he wants them. Um, I, I mean, it's it's amazing when they come out. I, I love his work. Um, so it just takes time. And it's really cool that they're pushing the uh, the timeline up. I think that's, that's awesome. I, I mean, to do something like a uh, simulcast dub, I think that would be almost impossible for anyone but Funimation because the sheer size of that company allows them to do things like that. Um, Whereas it would be very difficult for any other company to, who knows, maybe they will. Uh, Maybe they'll, they'll see what Funimation is doing and and attempt it. But I don't know. I think it would be difficult. Um, But the way that they're, you know, pushing SAO2 up and recording it. So it's, you know, taking their time with it and making it extremely good quality, but getting it out as fast as possible. I, I, I like that. It's really cool. Yeah, I don't think any of us really expected it to be out this early. That was a this remarkable was, uh, turnaround. Th- Three months I after it ended in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, if you look at how long the English dub for season one came after the Japanese release, I mean, this is far, far faster. Right. And even that was actually, pretty fast. Yeah. It was just a year after, which was fast, all things considered. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jim? I was going to say, um, yeah, the turnaround time on this was actually pretty amazing uh, when you think about it. Because, but you know, it's it's also like, hey, we're able, we've got such great talent these days, and people who have been doing it for so long, and even the new guys can catch on pretty quickly. That hey, we've got people who you know we got good people like Bryce who've been at it for a while and know how to you know get this stuff done quick. People who just know what they're doing. It is an art form. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely. I mean, we're definitely working fast, but not too fast. Uh, right. Alex definitely takes his time and gets exactly what he wants. Um, and and I like that. I like that. I, I really like the performances that he pulls out of me um, and, and all the other actors. I think that's a good place to stop. 
So do I. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well thanks, thanks guys. Great, great talking to you again. Um, I'm very excited to have a show come back onto Toonami. I've, uh, I've been all bummed out. I'm, I'm not on Toonami. I've been there for quite a while, at least with one show. Um, so it's, it's uh, going to be nice to be back on. I think it's the end of March, right? March 28th, is it? Yep, March 28th, yep. That's actually two days after my 27th birthday, so. Awesome, awesome, so, man. Yeah, so, I don't know. This is incredibly selfish, but I'd like to think this is Toonami's little birthday gift to me. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy. Yep. I'm a selfish jackass. <laughs> uh, Bryce, where can they find you on social media so people can... So you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash actor Bryce Pappenbrook, uh, on Twitter at Bryce Pappenbrook, and on Instagram at Bryce Pappenbrook. Um, yeah, find me, guys. Hit me up. I, I definitely manage all my social media. So it's it's me. If I, I read it if you send it to me. And this he is tweets true. during Toonami. He's a, kid. He's a Toonami faithful, just like the rest of us. I absolutely try to as much as I can. No sleep Saturdays are really fun. <laughs> it's a lot easier now. It's only three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's kind of sleep Saturdays now. <laughs> sleep a little bit Saturdays. Yeah, sleep a little Saturdays, yes. There we go. Yeah. Now, Bryce, do you have any live appearances coming up? You know, I have a bunch of live appearances coming up, actually. Uh, cons have been really fun, and I'm doing quite a few of them. So to get the full list, you should go and check out my Facebook page. Um, but one that I'm very excited about is SoccerCon at the beginning of April in Seattle. Um, I get to meet my Japanese counterpart for the, uh, Kirito, and we have a panel together. Nice. So I'm I'm pretty stoked to see uh, to see how he is and and find out about his experience. Um, and uh, we might have like a, a cheer for me off or something. <laughs> <laughs> Kirito actually, versus I, Kirito. <laughs> I actually heard there was um, his the uh, Japanese voice of Kirito actually uh, gave you some praise for uh, your performance as well, if I remember correctly. He did. I, I saw that. You know, it's super rare um, for uh, the people in Japan to see our work. Um, we definitely see a lot of their work, um, but to, to have it go the other way is pretty cool. And uh, on the DVD extras or the Blu-ray extras um, for SAO, they had a little snippet of him, and he uh, he said he liked the way I said Link Start. Nice. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to meet him. It's going to be cool. Kitty Toa Palooza. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I can uh, make it to SakuraCon this year because I'd love to meet you in person. Yeah, man. You, you totally should. It's a great con. It's a great, a great con. Yeah. That's my local con. Oh, then you definitely should make it out. Yeah. Of course, Sketch will be wearing his Tsunami Faithful podcast. Right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Free plug. Oh. Okay, uh, Momocon is like the weekend of May 22nd, Memorial, 24th. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Is that is that Memorial Day? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's Memorial Day weekend. It's like the 29th through the 31st or something like that. 
Oh, the tr- it's the weekend after this. Okay, I'm a week before that. I'm gonna be in Orlando at a con called Omni Expo, and it's essentially Attack on Titan con because like the <laughs> entire cast is gonna be there. Wow. Wow. And that's in, in Orlando. I yeah. There's a bunch of people I I've never done panels with, um, and actually a few people I've never met before that are <laughs> gonna be there that were in the show. So it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's actually really rare to get the entire uh, thing like that. Um, yeah, I, I know they, they had asked me and I was trying to work it out, trying to work it out, and finally things opened up and I'm like, hey guys, you still want me to come out? And they're like, yes, we do. So, uh, <laughs> yes, join, we do. Join in the whole cast. It's it's going to be cool. Sweet. Well, thanks so, again, Bryce. No problem, guys. Good talking to you. And, thank you uh, very much, Bryce. Look forward to catching you guys at some cons in the future. Let me know if you're going to be at any events I'll be at. Will do. Sure thing. Yeah, I'm going to a bunch. Going to a bunch. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Thanks Bryce. Thanks for coming on. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that interview. We certainly enjoyed doing it. We've got a listener mail here from Phantom Star 162. Hello, Toonami Faithful. Phantom here. I know it's a week late regarding my thoughts on SAO2, Electric Boogaloo, but I'm really excited Marley. for the show. Uh. For some reason, I thought SAO2 was replacing Inuyasha the final act, but then I remembered that Gurren Lagann is almost done with its run. I hope it gets an epic send-off. Also, I'm not sure you all heard the news about a petition regarding getting Scarlett Johansson removed from the live-action Ghost in the Shell movie. Hmm. That's old news. Apparently that's old news. Well, that's it for me. From now on, follow me on Twitter at PhantomStar162, and I would like a good Smash Brothers match from y'all someday. Later. (laughs) Jim, go get him. I hadn't uh, heard about that petition, but <laughs> honestly, I think that's really rude. <laughs> I think so too. It's, uh, it's yeah. Let just she's a very good actress. So while the script of that movie may end up being terrible, it's not because she's playing the major. Exactly, and. I mean, she's a big girl. She can take it if uh, people don't like her being the major. But still, those kinds of petitions, they they just don't work. And they're, they're, just, they're just dumb. Don't do them. Now, petitions such as the one to try and make sure that whoever dubs Ai Tenchi Muyo ends up getting the cast back from the original series... That's a petition that makes sense, though it should probably wait until somebody actually licensed the show. Yeah. True. Yeah. From what I understand, uh, some of those voice actors had retired, like uh, Petraea Burchard. I heard that she retired from voice yeah, acting. but she probably would come back for Ryoko. I know Joshua Seth has said that probably. he would be willing to come back to voice Ty in the new Digimon series that features the characters from the original 
series. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. That would be nice. Yeah, I think I think that would be it'd be good to hear him again. Because he's he's off doing his live shows. But yeah. I heard about that when I watched uh Did You Know Anime <laughs> or Digimon. I have vol- I actually uh, said I would volunteer for that, but for some reason my email client wouldn't let me send a oh, reply. Weird. Even though it's let me send the initial email. Yeah, I'd love to do one of those too. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time to get out of here. So please email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Tumblr, facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast, on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. And no, we're not we're not giving it up. <laughs> we we would gladly allow them to have it if they actually wanted it, but I don't think they do. Okay. <laughs> if they wanted it, they could have it. However. And 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 honestly. We do have a backup account, which I'm not going to talk <laughs> about. Let's put it this way. We always have backups. However, I don't think they're going to want that because, well, they don't want to have to work 20, 50 different mm, Twitter, Yeah, so. they already have a Twitter, though it is automated. Exactly. exactly. So on Tumblr, we're at and please visit podcast.tunamifaithful.com for all the old episodes of the podcast. Paul has been busily working on moving all of the players to the SoundCloud player because we will be leaving Podomatic very soon at the end of the month. So this is probably the very last, this is the last episode of the podcast that will be uploaded to Podomatic. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it I'm is sorry. the end of it an era, and we want you to know once again we we really we didn't make this decision lightly. We we thought about it a long time. We assessed our options, and SoundCloud was just the best choice for us. And we're sorry if uh, that bums you out, but. Got to change. It's just easier, easier and cheaper to get it onto SoundCloud. And also, no, also, it's easier for you guys in case something happens where Stitcher or iTunes isn't working. You have this app that works on mm-hmm. everything. SoundCloud works on everything. So even if you don't, you can't listen to the episode on your Android device or windows phone now you can get the soundcloud app and play it on your phone that gives us a bigger outlet plus really quickly i can easily play it on my phone from yeah the you couldn't do that with the automatic player right and on tumblr i can send it directly to tumblr now you could play it directly from tumblr nice it's a very good very yeah, good so, very flexible i gotta talk more affordable for us. It's, it's, it's win-wins across the board. I mean, we finally reached the top 20 on Podomatic, so I'm like, ah, that hurts. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a nice note to go out on. Apparently, it works real well if you post three things in one week. <laughs> yeah. 
I suppose that's stacking the odds, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> and uh, speaking of SoundCloud, if you guys want to follow us, please do. Uh, it's soundcloud.com slash Chinami Faithful Podcast. Follow us now because, like we said, this is the last podcast you're going to hear on Podomatic, you know, and we want all of you guys to get it. You get it first if you follow us. Remember, that's the exact same thing as Podomatic and everything mm-hmm. else. So. Oh, we mentioned uh, in a prior podcast, but didn't really bring it up in the last one, that we started uh, Patreon. You can go to patreon.com backslash Toonami Podcast, and there you can pledge monthly whatever you would like to tip us, as it were, or uh, just support us in general. It's I want you to really understand, we don't want you to think this is a subscription, because regardless of anything, we're still going to put out content, but with your help, we can put out more and even better content so please if you feel like we're worth your while go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash tsunami podcast and say that you'll give us a dollar a month a dollar that a lot of people doing that would go a long way and uh it would really help us out so please do that. And it's getting to be crunch time with the Indiegogo. Uh, we've had a few donators pop up lately, and we really appreciate that. We will, of course, be crediting you accordingly when the time comes. Yep. Um, it's actually up to three ninety right now. Sweet. If you guys, because like I said, the only reason I extended it is because a couple of you actually said that you wanted to donate, and, well, you have. So, um. You know, keep it up. I don't really expect us to meet the goal, but if we get, you know, half of that, that'll still do, that'll still be better for us, and that'll allow me to do some other things that I can, that I was thinking that I probably wasn't going to be able to do. So, you know, if if you can, if you want to just donate one time, it's the Indiegogo. If you just want to, if you want to do monthly, you can do it on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. So that's two options to help us out if you can. We would really appreciate it. And with that, gentlemen, we can get out of here. So, Darrell, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me, as always, on the Twitterverse at Ukami underscore Samurai 7. If you want to email me something, you can do that at DarrellMaddox at TsunamiFaithful.com. And if you want to ask me something on my AskFM, that's Ask.FM backslash Ukami 75 you perverts asking me all that crazy <laughs> shit. Terrell, when can I date you? Fuck you, bitch. I hate you. <laughs> and Jim, where can That's we find I you? Mean. You can find me on Twitter and on Xbox Live at Zero Alucard27. I'm still getting settled here, but uh, I did pick up Evolve today, so um, I might stream that for you guys at some point, if not tonight. So sometime soon. Just keep an eye out for it. You can find me at Sketch1984 on Twitter, sketch1984.tumblr.com, where you can uh, ask me questions. And I occasionally post or uh, repost stuff that I find on Tumblr. I really don't use Tumblr that much. And you can also ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984. 
And if you have any comments and suggestions for the podcast, particularly if you have guest suggestions, please send those to sketch at tsunamifaithful.com. Don't send those to my ask because I, I'm not comfortable answering those questions publicly. And it's exactly. it's largely not up to us. It's whether or not they can make it if they uh, if they can fit it into their schedules because actors are busy, people in the industry are busy, and uh, even other fan site folks busy. Coordinating schedules is kind of tricky at times. Yes, and Paul, is. where can they find you? Thanks, Paul. You're welcome, Darrell. Um, you can find yeah. me on Twitter at Paul Pescrillo. My last name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I-L-O. Prosciutto. I'm going to kill you. Um, I have a Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Paul Pescrillo. A lot of you ask me what, how the weather is up here. Well, I've posted a bunch of pictures and videos, <laughs> so I think you can get the picture. Um, and you can ask me questions on my ask.fm. It's ask.fm slash Paul Pescrillo. Um, usually just look for me to put it up on Twitter if I want you to ask me questions because, you know, I'm busy trying to move stuff and, you know, get SoundCloud up and running. Um, one note about that, by the way, um, I'm going to have everything moved over by the end of the month. That doesn't necessarily mean that each individual episode will be reflected on the website yet. Probably what will end up happening is is I'll go from the most recent and go down because I need to make sure that we get those done first. And then it should be updated by the end of, you know, the end of March, early April. I just want to make sure everything's put over on SoundCloud first before I do that. So, All right. All right. Oh, okay. yeah. One more thing. Uh, we may... I was experimenting with Google Hangouts as a manner of doing a live show of sorts. So we may do something with Google Hangouts in the near future. And uh, as I mentioned before about the timetable of when an absolution session may occur, possibly once a month. So we're getting on to the end of the month. So something might happen. No guarantees, because things come up, but something might happen. So keep an eye on the at Toonami Podcast Twitter, and also my personal Twitter, at Sketch1984, because that's usually where you're going to hear it first. And with that, we are okay. out of here. Alright, guys. Thank you guys for listening to Edge and every week. Thank you for listening to the I'm a Favorite Podcast. That's it. Peace. Deuces! There she blows. In every week. <laughs> I know, right? Hashtag, Hashtag learn to speak. <laughs> <laughs>